0: Hello and welcome to the Pink Out. Pink Al- yeah, Yay. my name is Henry Kaufman. This is
1: Emma Corey, and
0: we coming at you hot off those hot pop song tracks as we groove on through with the princess and the pop star.
1: So it's a uh, this is like a, a reinterpretation of Princess and the Popper story. So like, if you know anything about the Barbie lore. You know that Princess and the Popper is probably one of the most like beloved of the Barbie movies.
0: Yes, when it comes to the nostalgia people have over this cinematic franchise, it's usually peaks at around Princess and the Pauper. And to go back to our thoughts with that episode, like Princess and the Popper is amongst like one of the best.
1: Oh yeah. Movies like up and I here. feel like the more We've gone on the more I've started to, like, appreciate Princess and the Pauper in my mind, you know? You think
0: so? I mean, I on something I do want to try and do is, like, maybe, like, do some rewatch uh, episodes of certain yeah. things with, like, guests and stuff to see their input and stuff. So, I don't know. But this... This one...
1: It's a movie that I've never really heard good things about.
0: <laughs> and... Before we started getting to this modern crop of Barbie movies, I was under the impression that it was some of the bad things people were saying about it was partially inclined to nostalgia. And don't get me wrong, this franchise is rife of people like really looking at some of these movies with cherry, the, uh, not uh, you're kind of you're, uh, you're mixing the metaphor with rose tinted glasses. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and it's like because there are some movies that I look on these Barbie tier list and are like, really. You want to put that up on the eights here, huh? You really think uh, Barbie Fairytopia threes that quality, huh? You really hey, hey,
1: don't be disrespecting Barbie Fairytopia three. It's got you really like pink a... bibble.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're really into that whole uh, Barbie uh, twelve dancing princesses, huh? You think uh, Barbie Nutcrackers like best of the best? Okay. I'm just like don't get me wrong like they've hit a really good stride with a lot of these early ones like your uh your Rapunzel's your magic of Pegasus your princess and the poppers but I think that like when we get to more of these recent ones I think the more overtly commercial nature of these movies becomes more apparent and it ends up compromising their overall and I feel like I
1: kind of like I just miss some of the low key vibes of the earlier ones, like you know, they were
0: more subdued. Like I think something we can take for granted is that like a lot of these movies weren't like super campy. Like that's something that you would normally associate with this property. But like, I mean, you
1: got to remember this was the early t- 2010, so this was the the peak of the LOL random XD humor. So oh, yes, you know, we we're, were in that era. <laughs> we were in that era. Although I did
0: want to. So, this brings up a theory that I have. Consider where we were when this movie was released in 2012. Um, It was August, so we were a couple of months away from the uh, Mayan apocalypse, but Mm -hmm. at this point, movies that had come out at this time, Princess and the Frog, Tangled.
1: Princess and the Frog was like 2009.
0: Mm Mm-hmm like these movies have come out already and disney enchanted came out Mm -hmm. and disney was starting to become a lot more prominent force in terms of animation and especially in the princess genre and i think the original theory that i've had when we were talking about where they were in earlier episodes like i believe that part of the reason why these movies are so well remembered was because the barbie movies were filling out a pretty specific niche Because by the early 2000s, like, Disney was thoroughly distancing themselves from princess movies. And in that vacuum, Mattel was able to, like, capitalize on that by making the Disney movie, the Disney princess movies that uh, Disney wasn't going to make themselves under Michael Eisner and Katzenberg and all that.
1: Hmm. You know what I mean? Those classic Disney princess movies like Cinderella 2. Okay, direct, Beast, to market, uh, direct to video market.
0: Direct to video market, notwithstanding, but those movies aren't Little as well remembered.
1: Little Mermaid rem- two. Yeah, but
0: those movies aren't as well remembered as these movies. I think that by the Snow
1: White two, Grumpy's return.
0: I uh, I can't even tell if you're <laughs> joking at this point now. <laughs> I could have swore they they might have been Treasure
1: Planet two, the second Treasure Planet.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, no. I never
1: actually made that sequel.
0: No. That's
1: a shame. Make that a
0: live-action movie, Disney, like, you cowards. Make live-action Treasure Planet. Show us, like, which sexy, like, himbo you can get to be Jim Hawkins. Like, the
1: gay... It's going to be Timothy Chalamet. It's the only person yes. it could be. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> You say him, and now I can't think of literally anyone else. And I can't tell if that's a good or bad thing.
1: Yeah, How many other uh, men with that haircut exist anymore? I mean,
0: Ezra Miller could probably do it. I mean, I know. Oh, God, we could get a gender-fluid Jim
1: Hawkins. Yes! I know. Disney wouldn't go that far. They would, like...
0: They would Have had them be cis s- so. in the
1: movie and then in like an interview be like, actually, he was really non-binary the whole time. We just never mentioned it.
0: Anywho, <laughs> Princess and the Popper, pop star, oof, started. A- you know
1: what? I'm hoping that it's good because I feel like people are probably already coming to this movie like not really yeah. being for it because they love Princess and the Popper. So, you know what? Maybe it can be, you know... Not bad. I'm.
0: I'm. I will have low expectations, high hopes, yes. and I think that's a very healthy. Just attitude. like
1: Brendan Urie always said, you gotta have high, high hopes for a living.
0: I can't believe you've done this. <laughs>
1: so.
0: You bring that man's name to art into the <laughs> uh, aisle he, itself. You don't
1: like Brandon Urie? I
0: don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, Anywho, <laughs> hey, if
1: you hate him, you gotta let him go.
0: I like that one demon song you did. The, what
1: demon song?
0: The one where he transformed into a demon. His hot TF song.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's most of his songs, to be honest. <laughs> like, I feel like most of the songs I like, in high max. Princess and the Popper.
0: This is a movie that is going to be interesting because for the first time in a while, we have a new writing team and a new director. Mm-hmm. Zeke Norton is a bit of a veteran in terms of computer animation. He did two episodes of Reboot, which makes sense because he's working with Mainframe, but also he did the visual effects for that classic 2012. Movie
1: 2012. Yep. And also the first Percy Jackson movie. Everyone's favorite Everyone's favorite YA
0: adaptation. Yeah. Yay. But I don't know, I think it'll be interesting to see, like, a new director take. Yeah, it'll, Ma- be,
1: it'll just be nice to have something that has, like, a bit of a different vibe than others. Hopefully, yeah,
0: like. we'll see. But alongside that, we also got uh, two writers. This is a bit of a writer combo of Steve Givant and Sydney Clark. And similar to uh, our other set of paired writers... Uh, oh, God. I'm trying to remember their names now. Oh, no.
1: I don't remember man. Yeah,
0: but... Similar to, like, some of the other pairs of writers we've had, like, these seem to be, like, a package deal. And the two have, like, worked together on a lot of other shows. They did writing for the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They did writing for that one 101 Dalmatians cartoon from the early 2000s, which was a thing. Uh, And, notably, they did uh, X-Men Evolution, which is a thing that you have fond memories of. Yeah,
1: I watched some of it back in the day.
0: Yeah. Um... And they just have like a lot of really solid children's television work under their belt. So I am interested to see where they go with this one. Uh, their last most recent thing was doing uh, Lego Friends, which that might have to be a future entry. Like, how familiar are you with Lego Friends?
1: Uh, I remember those uh, hot takes about it when <laughs> it oh, came out. Oh, God, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't really. I didn't know there was a tv show based oh on yeah that. they've been
0: running this tv show since 2015.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah so we'll have to see how that ends up going but aside from that i i share the same hopes i think if they're going to do a remake of the princess and the Popper with like a more musical focus thing that could be interesting but from what i can tell the only song that they recycle from this movie is the to be a princess song you know everyone's favorite song also from that the one soundtrack. that's not
1: sung by the girl characters I don't yeah
0: know. like you're not telling me that people wouldn't lose their goddamn minds over an i'm just like you song but poppy but I don't
1: know. Maybe that would be like a, maybe we don't, maybe they butcher the song. Maybe it's best we didn't get that.
0: You know, that's actually fair, but mm-hmm. it's now time to bop to the top and.
1: Slip and slide and feel that rhythm. I As
0: we enjoy this beautiful kingdom with the princess and the pop star. See what happens when. Princesses wanna have fun. The all new movie musical
1: Barbie the princess and the pop star starring Tori. She sings a princess who transforms to a pop star. And Kira, she sings
0: too. a pop star who transforms to a princess. They sing together, two and one, twice the fun. Wow. Tori and Kira dolls and other dolls, so separately. DVD coming soon. The princess and the pop star. You can own it on DVD September 11th. And we're back. So... What a movie that
1: was. (laughs) A very
0: bizarre movie.
1: But you know what? I didn't hate it.
0: I also did not hate it. I gotta tell you, I mean, right off the bat, not as good as Princess and the Popper.
1: Yeah, yeah. Big shocker. (laughs) Yeah,
0: surprise of the century. But it's...
1: I do feel
0: like watching it, there are a lot of moments in this movie that I was thoroughly uncomfortable and did not enjoy but i will say this is actually amongst one of the more enjoyable one of these modern barbie movies that we've watched
1: yeah and you can tell i'm not sure if just like having the new writers but there's like a kind of like you can feel like they put more effort into this movie than they have for something like mermaid Tale 2 or like
0: Yes, I agree. It's such a strange set of contradictions in this one. Like, on one hand, it feels like they've been able to cover all of, like, these different ideas, and they, like, were really trying to do something new, but at the same time, they do just so many baffling decisions that, like, really... Like, they cover these certain story beats and cover, like almost these quotas and it makes you wonder if like Mattel has a certain requirement for what these stories have to be and that almost
1: if it it doesn't have a horse carriage if it doesn't have a
0: horse carriage if it doesn't have some of the
1: even in this world where they have cars (laughs) yeah
0: or if it doesn't have like certain magical elements there's gotta
1: be random unexplained fairies that are there
0: we'll get to the the fairies but (laughs) but at the same time there's like a lot of this movie that feels very, I don't know, creative in how they are trying to go about this. Like, for example, the music. What is your thought on the music in this one?
1: Um, I thought the music was decent, mostly. Like, mm-hmm. we got, so we got a mix of, like, some original song, but then we got some, like, pop songs retooled for this movie.
0: Yeah, I... I gotta say, in, thinking about some of those retooled pop songs, uh, we got two all-time classics. First, we got Cindy Lauper's uh, Girls Just Wanna Have Fun being remixed to Princesses Wanna Have Fun, which really gives a spoiler for how some beats of this story are gonna be. Yeah. And then uh, the other one is that one song, Perfect Day. It's that one song that they use to advertise beaches, resorts, and or whatever tropical resort packages. Hmm,
1: I, have a, I have the need to book a fancy vacation to the Bahamas.
0: Mm, yes, but not a too expensive one. It has to be a pre-packaged one where you can basically not leave the resort.
1: Hey, hey, don't knock an all-inclusive resort.
0: I'll have to see one day. But... <laughs> Yeah, so this movie begins with uh, the requisite pop star singing her uh, initial song, the first original song. The uh, what was even the title? I don't
1: know. I feel like a lot of the original songs they kind of like blur together in my mind a bit.
0: Like that's that is very fair. Like it's very
1: it's very generic pop song. Like you know, it's like Disney Channel original movie type stuff
0: yeah well i will say this um like this movie was made in 2012 the hannah montana bubble had left the station it is interesting that there are so many fingerprints of like hannah montana in this movie like you got this pop star with the wig you got like this idea of a secret double life and like you got this idea that pop stars are all beleaguered and it's like i don't know i feel like miley cyrus I mean, this is not solely to put on Miley Cyrus, but like that whole brand's kind of like changed this perception of pop star as something like even the Disney pop star is something some that's more hashtag relatable and
1: yeah, this movie definitely does reek of the early 2010s and just it's like vibes it gives
0: definitely up. and the, your point of comparison with like Disney Channel. Is it's also like seen in some of the humor because it's very... very
1: much like they got attitude. Mm-hmm. And...
0: This is a Barbie with some sass. Ah mm-hmm. oh, man, ah oh, great aunt, why are you being such a downer? Ugh, oh, adults are so lame.
1: It's a. Well to be fair, I feel like that's attitude has been in a lot of children's media. That's true. Probably since the nineties.
0: Oh yeah, that's it's still got some of that early nineties attitude. But that was some an attitude that a lot of these Barbie movies were able to like go without. And I don't I'm not gonna say if it's yeah. inherently better or worse because of that inclusion. I will but I will say that the difference is like notable and interesting. Yeah. So She's performing her Here I Am song talking about like oh I can be whatever I want and meanwhile the princess uh
1: yeah we live in another like modern day monarchy Modern
0: monarchies are just it's and Though this- we
1: never really see much of what the princess actually does except you know like later on but it's
0: yeah, except giving speeches, going to balls literally every day. I don't know, it's...
1: Like I said, it's very much a fantasy idea of what being a royal actually is. Yes, yeah, so... So the pop star, Kira? Kira. Kira, not to be confused with a uh, Death Note. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's spelled like...
0: K-I-E-R-A, so... Unfortunately, lo-
1: interesting. Uh, Barbie, oh my god, Barbie's Barbie death note. The death that I'll it's- tell you
0: this it would be better than what Netflix did. <laughs> oh, um, but I'd see
1: it. I'd see it. I
0: would see the shit out of that. But
1: it's like a little, it's one of those like pink butterfly journals that, <laughs> that you have like the little special key
0: only at Target. Buy the new Barbie special death note, put your special <laughs> names in there. I want to kill this one. And then you'll see the special surprise. It's Barbie's special death note. Wait Barbie's special death note comes in three different colors, only available at Target. Deals with Shishimugamis are guaranteed to end in death of the user.
1: Instead of uh, Ryuk, it's actually just Giant Bibble. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a all sure can make a rinse. You will take my own. You gotta give me an apple, Linda. <laughs> Listener, I gotta confess, it's been a hot minute since I knew anything about Death Note, but, uh... <laughs> so, um, Kiera, mm-hmm. she's this pop star, and she's giving out all this direction to her staff about, like, how her performance is gonna yeah, go. Yeah, and she's,
1: like, as she's singing her opening number, where she does some interesting moves... And like, okay,
0: yes, yes, uh, thank you for uh reminding me. so so she's doing her dancing, and right off the bat we were like, "Huh, the sets on this are a little weird." And then suddenly they're covered in clouds, and then they transport to a different part of the stage in a different outfit, and we were like, "Wait,
1: is there magic in this?" Is this a magic pop star? Well, you see, how magic exists in this universe is very abstract. Yeah. Because it's something like people that just exist, but no one seems to really, like, pay much mind to it. So, yeah. like, later on, we established that both Kira and Victoria, who is the princess, have... Yeah, or Tori, as ha- the- Tori, have yeah. a... Magic hairbrush and a magic microphone. A respectively, magic microphone. Yeah, the extent of its magic seems to be just to
0: change cha- out Change
1: outfits change clothes or change. Well, hair. okay.
0: The microphone can change the
1: Outfit outfit and whereas- the brush changes hair. That's how they do the switcheroo because it's they can't just like wear a wig It's gotta be yeah,
0: even though Kira is wearing a wig Her hair is not natural, like, uh...
1: Yeah, it's very, like, like, it's sort of like magic exists, but from what we know, It's really lame. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: just, like, if I was to live in this world and to discover that my government officials had access to that specific type of magic, I would probably be, like, I would probably have to process a couple of things, because first off, magic exists, and that's crazy. And second, it's... bad.
1: Yeah, how th- they it's not how they got these magic. magic items is never explained in any way. So just you just got to go with it. But yeah. while she's doing this concert, it's sort of unclear like which one of her stunts is like magic and which one of it is just like,
0: like... yeah, effects cuz yeah, a lot of it's like
1: cuz this movie goes into like trippy like song and dance sequences where it's like obviously like what's happening is like not literally what's happening it's like yeah like it's
0: it's yeah it's meant to like be this sort of heightened sense of reality but at the same time
1: so it's kind of confusing and
0: there's like magic happens and there's still like a visible crowd there implying that we haven't left this reality so it's like yeah i don't know like, if they wanted to pull that Moulin Rouge heightened reality type of aesthetic with their music, like, they could have totally gone with that, and I feel like this is a franchise of movies that could easily capitalize on that, but I feel like, I don't know. It, it seems a little, like...
1: Very unclear. Yeah. Like, this this movie just kind of puts you it as well, l- just kind of expect you to go with it. So. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like if they gave more clear direction in terms of its presentation, like, I don't want to necessarily... Like just giving, like I'm not asking this thing. Like try to make a hundred percent logical sense. I'm not trying to be all like, ooh, there's a plot hole in scene B. Ding. Like I don't want to be cinema sense, but at the same time, like part of the reason why we kind of talk about like the inconsistency in this writing is because it does indicate that there's like, I don't know. It indicates like bigger problems with how these movies are distributed in terms of like they utilize these certain tropes at the detriment of the more interesting potential stories here so yeah
1: so as this uh concert song is going on our princess character tori is uh At some kind of ball, and there's this montage of her like playing prints, and she's
0: doing shenanigans. Yeah,
1: and like so, they got the aunt who's like the bitter spinster character of this movie. Oh god! Yeah, who like
0: I'm surprised she's not voiced by Kathleen Barr.
1: luckily kathleen well she's not a villain in this no movie. she's not a
0: villain. i was very much expecting her to be a villain but like they kind of just drop her well like after the first I mean, part of this like
1: tori is kind of a jerk to her for no real yes! reason like, like she's like very recently says like you know you are an authority he to like take yourself seriously and you need like, to, to have a...
0: responsibility and all that stuff like you need to set a good example for your sisters and all that stuff yeah
1: because she's got like two little sisters in this yeah
0: one. It, it, it's it's doubly bad because she says stuff like, I promised your mother that I would do my best to raise you. And, like...
1: Yeah, as... they're, they're mu- this It's a dead mother in this one. Their father is also Their father is But here. he does not do anything. He does not
0: do anything. He's just there. He mu- like, he could be... Like, he... I don't even remember a single line he has. Like, he is just useless
1: to Yeah, the, the movie is very degree. not really about them. It's not I was like expecting to, them to go somewhere with this like they did with Prince of the Popper with the older characters. But that's just not where this movie ended up going.
0: Yes, I agree. I ugh. so after the shenanigans and them the uh, having the the old and chew her out and her casually changing her hairstyle for the coronation with the magic brush then we cut back to kira who the concert's just ended she's talking to her choreographer she's arranging all these different like upcoming things for her because she's apparently doing like this really big broadcast that the record company is very excited about and it's apparently going to be like her really big break type thing even though like who the hell watches broadcasted concerts anymore but Whatever. Anyway, so she's performing for the kingdom's five hundredth anniversary.
1: Five hundred years of sub- subjugation.
0: Five hundred years of unquestioning of these monarchs.
1: They give these uh, big fancy concerts, these royal balls, to uh, elevate themselves yes. while the poor starve.
0: Uh, as yes, as we are going to be seeing later, the poor are starving in yeah. this movie. So uh. Yeah. We'll get to that. So, but...
1: and this is where we meet uh, her manager character, who is...
0: Okay, we've had a lot of gay coded villains, but, like, I feel like in terms of gay coded villains, is it b- too bold to say that this is the most entertaining one we've seen? Um, I don't know, Preminger is still, like, up there. We, I feel we... like
1: uh, Preminger kind Gets more up there because he's, like, actually had more of, like, a scheme.
0: Yeah, he had a scheme and he was able to be, like, he was able to be, like, somewhat threatening. And Martin Short's performance in that definitely yeah, helped. Yeah, but we
1: do get uh, another fun gay villain. He's got leopard jacket. Leopard
0: prints. Gold pointed leather shoes. He's got
1: pink pants. He's, he's And old. a
0: sit and thin sides and his swoop. He's, he's got
1: that, that Matt Smith and Doctor Who hair. Oh
0: god. Yeah. And he's, he's even probably, got his own sloppy bear manlet to uh, yeah, help
1: him. He's, he's got a, he's got his living partner sidekick. Yeah. Who's like
0: the Just he's, like this he's got big like dumb big piece of meat. Yeah. He's, a, he's like a gay Billy Mays. <laughs> like that's the but with like, the, like Irish, a punish. Yeah, anything. with an Irish accent for some reason.
1: Yeah, which it,
0: I would read an AU about those two. I I could read it, but
1: you know, like I kind of just wish that movie was about them half the time. Yeah, was off yeah, his. and I think that's that's but why I say on... like he's not quite parentager lover because no. one he does not get a song, which was very disappointing. Oh my god, yes,
0: especially since they built up the fact that he used to be a singer. I was expecting for a how could you refuse two point Yeah,
1: no, and he also like. When he does evil in this movie, we'll talk about it later, but he almost kind of does it on accident. Yeah, <laughs> most of
0: his evil stuff is just like like
1: very petty <laughs>
0: and boring.
1: Yeah. So it's like kind of felt like a wasted potential. Yeah.
0: But it's totally I good. mean in terms of the gay villain rankings, like Preminger, still at top like I mean we got the gay weasel, he's like at the bottom if we're gonna be honest actually
1: uh, he's in a whole other tier of his own oh really he, he exists outside the realm of human comprehension
0: fair enough uh but then you got like uh oh god i'm trying to think of the other like queer coded villains in these gay
1: movies. fish gay he's, fish oh my god your last, last yeah episode, that's no? fair
0: that's fair like I, I feel like his pet play thing puts him below this guy but uh I don't know. Like, I would say, like in terms of the overtly queer-coded villains, this guy is in a second. Just in terms of like the sheer camp and enjoy. Actually, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like Tim Curry. You know, like, although although his character wasn't inherently camping, that was just what yeah. Tim Curry well, he was just like, like kind of like the rat,
1: king, yeah, and then he was like that other character, the boring
0: one, yeah. Yeah, God. You think
1: they'd let him. They think they'd give him a really meaty role. You, you know? would
0: think so. You get. You like. You're. I mean, I know Tim Curry's, like, pretty available in terms of voice acting gigs, but that still seems like a missed opportunity. Mm. Anywho.
1: Yeah, but. uh, So we get. Kira's whole thing is that yeah. she's a pop star, but she's like, She but,
0: wants to be free. But she's
1: like, I miss before I was super famous.
0: Before she's, I had to sell out, man. Yeah, it's
1: one of those things. She's like, I'm tired of being modern Taylor Swift. I want to be old Taylor Swift again.
0: Oh, God. Oh so, God. like,
1: you kind of, right off the bat, you kind of see the sort of issue with this movie yeah, when compared it's... to Princess of the Poppers that. As her and Tori, like, long for a different life, they get a song which is just an inferior version of Free. Yes. Well, it's not the same song, but it's, like...
0: Essentially the same message. It's the same, same set It's, like, a dual I want song. And they
1: haven't had the split screens and anything, but... Yeah. But it just makes you think, man, I wish I was watching that other movie instead.
0: It really does, especially since, like, the... We... In our episode of Princess and the Popper, we did criticize how, like, it didn't like really questioned the whole thing with the monarchy and like talked about the class struggle like the original story did but at the very least like you never did get like uh barbie in that movie looking towards like the popper and being like oh wow your life is so quaint i wish i could live like you for a day like they did pull that i'm just like you crap but at at least with that like It didn't seem to glorify poverty,
1: but with this one, so there's this. this... Essentially, she wants. She was like, "It's so hard to be a pop star. I'd rather be a princess." And And she's like, "It's so hard to be a princess. I'd rather be a pop star." Which it just comes off as like. Two I, people in very privileged positions fantasizing about having being in a different privileged yeah, position. Yeah, like,
0: oh, poor me having all this platform and responsibility. I wish I had a slightly different platform and responsibility. It's like, I... If anything, like, my the vibe I got was not that I wish to be you. Like, more like, ah, oh, man, I wish I had a girlfriend like you, which is... <laughs>
1: There, what? there is some girl admiration in this movie. Yeah,
0: like, I mean, I feel like my hot take still is is that like in terms of the queer coding of like say Princess and the Popper, and I know that is something that people like to emphasize, but I feel like this movie, we pointed out how a lot of these movies have more like
1: well, in this in- movie they actually like interact a lot more than yeah, the girls and exactly. Princess and the but the way the relationship de- is developed is kind of strange, which we can get to. But it's oh, like,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. It just sort of like feels kind of eh just to watch these like super rich people being like, I wish I could be waited on, but by different people.
0: Yeah. The song explicitly talks about every day I would have someone do my nails and do my makeup. It's like you're, it's a you're a pop star. They pop already start. do your they makeup. They already. Yes, exactly. Like you have
1: a posse of people who do what you say. Yeah. you Also, are li- I think it's strange how like they kind of treat like... Dealing with paparazzi as a pop star exclusive thing. What did the princess have to deal with yeah. that a lot? Like we know how the royal family is treated IRL. Yes, like,
0: like if what uh, if the big royal family exit has been any indication, or even fucking Princess Diana's any indication, like.
1: People care about the royal family probably equivalent to how they care about musicians. Yes,
0: and at least with musicians, that's a thing that you could aspire to. With royal family, it's that's like, a thing you're born into. Or
1: marry into. Yeah, and that Which you're already usually richer. or I mean, royal. S-
0: still, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do have some sympathy for Prince Harry in terms of, like, the stuff he's had to deal with, especially with his mom. But I also, like your your storage my dude like it doesn't it doesn't erase it but it certainly softens the blow yeah. I don't know maybe that's a bit too insensitive about that but
1: well the thing is that the royal family should not exist
0: yes that's my main thing this royal family though like i think the weirdest part about this royal family is that like something that these other princess movies have illustrated is that there are certain duties that they have to fulfill like especially like even the younger ones like 12 dancing princesses was talking about like all this formal tutoring and stuff that they had to do in order to get married off but these this princess and her sisters all they seem to do is just like goof around and play and it's like
1: yeah like the aunt wants her to write one speech and it's like the one
0: speech and first off why does it why does she have to write it you don't have like a campaign staff for this type of stuff like that seems like something someone else writes but second off it's like yeah one speech like you're 17 right now and you're telling me that you've never had to write a speech before you don't go to school to do that stuff
1: like she probably doesn't go to school, to be honest. That's that's. She fair. goes to Princess Charm School. We've established. I feel like this is in the same universe, you know.
0: It probably is in the same universe, <laughs> and I, by God, that that sounds like the dystopia that people were worried about—Orwell's dystopia, or Vonnegut's dystopias, or uh, Atwood's dystopias—but none of them thought of the Barbie dystopia. Actually, before we get to that, like the producer is complaining to the uh record exec,
1: who's like in this like dark room on his TV monitor. This is where we get uh the manager. The, his name is Crider.
0: Kreider for yeah, and he and apparently like there's a name that he uh, goes by that he hates being called by
1: Seymour, which is just his first name.
0: Which, why? Okay, and that's anyway.
1: So. His backstory backstory. is that he used to be on TV, a singer for some kind of like chipmunk show.
0: Yeah, it was like the Chipmunk Hour or something, and he would dress as a
1: chipmunk and sing a song. And then, but when he hit puberty, he lost (laughs) his job. his job, and that's his tragic backstory. <laughs> like, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty great. It's and pretty it's,
0: great, especially the way and they then present it. Like, and then
1: he's like, my career was over at the age of 14.
0: The thing I loved about that presentation was that they presented it in, like, this very dramatic slideshow, like, film stock thing. Where it's, like, like still images on a film reel. Like, and... Like, and people, like, throwing fruit at this kid. I
1: know, it's like, I didn't didn't think they would go for the commentary about child stars. Yes, I... Just watch out, Finn Wolfhard. This will be you in ten years. Oh,
0: God. I, I really <laughs> hope not. I For all of those sakes. You know, I, I like to think that we treat child stars better nowadays, but then I remember hey. that JoJo Siwa exists, and I'm just like... Well,
1: now we have, like, a bunch of these child stars on social media. And
0: these influencer kids. Rema- What's the name of that one kid that reviews toys, like Mike Toys or... I don't know. That one, that one kid that has, like, 5 million subscribers and has his own toy line, even though he's only, like, 11, and it's
1: weird. Yeah, I always wonder what goes through JoJo Siwa's head. You gotta think about it, you know? I mean, she... she w- like, because of her brand, like, she's, like, 15 now, but... You sixty know, she, now. Yeah, but she's gotta be 12 forever, essentially.
0: Yep. You know, people have criticized the Disney Corporation for commodifying this sort of like image of the child star but you know i feel like we that sort of like blaming of like the big corporation don't get me wrong blame the big corporation but i feel like the sort of environment and the sort of like like big names in that industry that helped to perpetuate that type of system like a lot of them are able to like hide behind that big old like Disney's cynicism machine, in order to actually like alleviate the fact of like, hey, child actor producers are usually really shady, and like the parents are usually like exploiting the heck out of their kids. But oh, I guess it's easier to make fun of Macaulay Culkin and Lindsay Lohan. But
1: what are you kidding about those those celebrities? They. L- their children love having every aspect of their... Uh, Identities decided. in life uh, being projected onto the internet for everyone to see. Mm, yes. You know, like all the Kardashian babies.
0: <laughs> you know, we truly do live in a society. We do
1: live in a society.
0: <laughs> Barbie Joker coming in 2020. Barbie
1: as Joker.
0: God. So, abruptly... The next day, Kira's just at the palace, and they're just...
1: Well, we have this really weird transition where he's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to seduce the aunt. I I am going
0: to seduce the aunt of the royal family. Like, he's talking about, like, I'm going to break away from that producer. I just need to find my big break. Or... A wealthy widow and it's yeah, just like he wants oh, a sugar he mama. just wants a sugar mama which you know what good on you for being honest with yourself about that like it, it's someone something something and there are not as many sugar daddies as there are sugar mamas but you know what if you're able to fill someone's heart with love in exchange for money good on you.
1: Yeah, it's just such like a weird transition, because he, like, talks about the aunt, and then they're there, and at first I thought this was, like, a fantasy sequence or something. Yeah! Because she's, like, immediately into them. But then oh. they, like, pan over, and then now like, Kira and Victoria Yeah, okay,
0: but before we get to sure. Kira and Tori, can we just talk about the actual flirting here? Because he is, like, he's talking to, like, she's talking about, oh, you know, I found you quite charming on that chipmunk show, and, and He's just trying to, like, avoid that and being like, oh, I don't want to talk about myself. Let me know more about you. And she's (laughs) like, ooh. And it's just like, oh, this is like, you're just flirting with, like, a 50-plus-year-old woman. Good on you, my dude.
1: Yeah. Hey, all women are queens, okay? If
0: she breathes. She's also a queen! Yes, thank
1: you. I'm glad I knew exactly what you were going to (laughs) say. All right, yeah, but anyway, like... And also, suddenly, Kira and Victoria are are meeting kind of out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, they are meeting... They just kind of, like, no real, like, meet-cute... They're just like, hey, they're at a party now, and now they've met each other. Yeah,
0: and at the beginning, like, Tori is talking about, like, what a big fan she is of Kira. And you're under the impression that they would make this, like, a thing where she realizes, oh... This pop star, this idealized version of a pop star is not what I had in my mind. Like, I was almost, like, imagining that, like, they would pull the whole being a princess is not what it's cracked up to be. Like, that's the whole point of the prince and the popper story. Yeah,
1: you think this movie is going to have one conflict, but then it turns into a completely different thing towards the end.
0: Yeah, and I just... And, I don't know this feels like a slight missed opportunity, especially since, like, a big thing with pop stars is, like, thinking about, like, part of the reason why, like, so many of these, like, public figures end up having, like, a hard time adjusting to that, like, public sphere is because you have to deal with this element of parasocial relationships that develop, and that's something that also you could talk about. Like, there's a reason why the term pop princess is a thing. Like, we tend to have this parallel idea of what it means to be a good princess and what it means to be a good pop star. It means to give yourself up to this idealized version of this concept that can't actually be achieved. Sacrificing your own independence and your own identity for the sake of maintaining this fantasy for an environment that doesn't truly care about your well-being and instead cares about obtaining the status quo. Mm -hmm. It's... I don't know. I obviously it's that's a lot to put on a movie like this but i think like at the very least the basic framework of prince and the pauper lends itself to like being able to address those types of themes of like not trying to idealize these perceptions of people i don't know like i even with like the whole villains former child star story like you can like tie that into that that feels like a very doable conflict
1: Actually, this movie is about how a magical tree uh, keeps all the plants from dying and uh, they got to save the magical tree. That's the real uh, real moral punch. <laughs> uh,
0: so... Yeah, so, uh, so Tori
1: the- and Kira go to Tori's room and Tori is acting like total fangirl about it, but I guess Kira's okay with it. Kira's hey, she's, very okay with it. She's this. rich, so like... Yeah, I mean, she she's
0: rich, and, but she's like... She's got like the full shrine. She even comments, Wow, this place has more pictures of me than my own house. And it's like, Uh that's a red flag. K- Kira, you should have experience with this, but okay. Uh but Yeah, yeah. so
1: essentially like
0: Kira it's that and whole...
1: Tori kinda just sort of instantly become, become... best friends. Like yeah, no it... real development to their relationship. It's just like Exactly.
0: Like hey, that's that's, now. that's part of the thing that just like rubs me the wrong way. Like A movie that... Not a movie. Like, something I had to watch recently was that one Black Mirror episode called uh, Rachel Jack Ashley 2, the big Miley Cyrus Ah. one. And that was an episode also about pop stars and, like, that sort of relationship. And that is also a story about pop stars that like starts off as a potential commentary on how hard it is to like be a public figure like that, but it just ends with like the characters just becoming BFFs with that pop star without really examining the dynamic of that initial relationship. And in this movie, they again they don't question that. And, and now by you're making... making
1: me think about Barbie presents Black Mirror.
0: Oh, God, I I mean I just.
1: It, it's kind of surprised they haven't already made some kind of Barbie commentary episode. <laughs> oh,
0: give Charlie Brooker some time. He will probably come with some very surface level criticism about the thing.
1: Hey, did you know that Barbie sets unrealistic standards for women?
0: Did you know that if you become too reliant on phones, you might not know how to interact with real people?
1: Did you know that Barbie dolls are actually alive and the same as people? <gasps> wow! Wow! Char- what a twist!
0: Wow, Charlie, you really pulled the mirror over us, put us through the looking glass. Charlie Brooker's is kind of a hack in my mind. Anywho, the they're doing a tour. And they mention how, like, oh, wow, we have these magic microphones and this magic hair.
1: Wow, what a coincidence. And and that just brings to my, like... They come with our accessories.
0: Yeah, buy it now at Toys R Us. But the thing I want to know is, like... I understand the hairbrush being given to Tori. Like that seems like the type of bullshit that a royal family would have. But a microphone to Like a
1: magical crown that determines royal blood. Yeah,
0: exactly. But like a magic microphone first off, microphones are like
1: Like we never really learn much about Kira's backstory except that she like started singing when she was very young. We don't really They said she
0: started singing at six, which feels like uh, that she feels that a little shady. She,
1: maybe she was already born into privilege in the yeah, first place.
0: Like, the fact that she's so well-adjusted, kind of like, hmm.
1: And you know, like, that could have been the thing with the villain. They could have had some sort of, like, Parallel. I'm just like you. Yes, we were
0: making. both born into show business, and we were both burned by the spotlight.
1: Yeah, that, that, but, that doesn't know. happen. But, uh, so they figure this out and they figure out well if they switch their outfits and their hair they look like exactly like each other. Mm-hmm. It's time for some shenanigans. So they... Also their dogs, there's dogs there. Yeah, yeah, there's the prissy dog and then there's the energetic male dog. Who's
0: all random.
1: Who's all like bacon. Bacon.
0: <laughs> oh, here's my tail and it's just like Yes, guys, I too saw up a couple of years ago. It was much more charming then.
1: I miss, I miss the cats. I miss, I
0: miss the cats too. These were just. All oh, my favorite I will, cats. I will, I will, I will Victoria, say.
1: Victoria, Jenny, any dots.
0: A Barbie version of cats Bomb would also be amazing. Demeter,
1: Barbie Lonzo. Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> That'd be good. Oh, that would be someone I could see them potentially I would, doing. I would love that so much. But Barbie is like, Barbie is Christine, but she is also a Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah. So they can have a fancy Barbie where she's got a black dress and she's got a fancy mask.
0: Oh, you, you think people you,
1: wanna eat that up?
0: You the goss, would love that. The Monster High crowd would love it. Also, mm-hmm. you would just awaken the Phantom Phantom. You just know that Lindsay Ellis would start buying like fifty of those things and do a big old review of it.
1: <laughs> Raoul would be kin. But it would be like Who would the Barbie person? would be like the fa- the phantom. But instead of like the phantom being like creepy possessive, she would be like a toxic friend who's pushing Christine Barbie into doing things she doesn't want to. And it's about,
0: like, learning that you need to stand up for yourself. And then
1: she's like, Phantom Barbie, you need to self-love instead of projecting your issues (laughs) onto me. Wow. I realize that true beauty
0: comes from within. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And the Phantom would have, like, would be perpetuate this self-loathing by, I don't know, having an evil bat sidekick. Yeah. And then, uh, who would, the Persian would be like this mysterious detective lady who's trying to discover the phantom, and oh.
1: And they and they Mattel, let us write these movies! We got the ideas. Imagine the songs they could make for it. Oh my
0: god. Like, I'll tell you this, it would definitely be better than Love Never Dies. (laughs) Oh! Not There's, a
1: high hill to jump over.
0: Okay, yeah, but it's a hill nonetheless. I feel like
1: we keep on getting very distracted. Yes, <laughs> so,
0: because this movie's very distracted. Like, yes. it just goes from random plot anyway, point to plot point. Anyway, they established
1: point. they can change their appearance, so they decide to keep their appearance, and they go around the castle doing some shenanigans.
0: All the while, like, Seymour's just like...
1: Laying it on thick she's at this laying lady. laying it on so Well, she's, like, thick. showing it around. She's like, this is the royal can opener.
0: And he's just like, oh, I wonder what else it could open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not literally, but it, it has oh, a vibe. Oh, kind of. it definitely. Like, you just know that, like, those two. Well, at least the and This is probably, like, the first time, like, oh, God, a dude's sent to me. Oh my god, this is... It's been, it's been 12 years. You say that the
1: aunt hasn't been getting, like, all the ass her whole life. <laughs> I don't okay, believe I'm, anything oh, else. Oh,
0: I believe she used to get a bunch of ass, but it's ever since no, she had no. to start raising that ungrateful uh, she's, uh, yeah. she's she's like, been out of the dating she, pool, having to be a surrogate mother to these ungrateful little louts, and now what? she's I'm finally meeting... Yes, I am also rooting for her. I'm just picturing that... After this movie, spoiler alert, like, Seymour fails and probably gets arrested, but I just picture that, like, she still goes to visit him and- and get- what's it called when, like, he, uh, she,
1: it's like, like, when you're, like, pen pals with, like, a- like, an inmate an and inmate? you send, like-
0: <laughs> What are- what is that thing where, like, couples visit their, uh, like, partners in prison? There's the, uh-
1: Visitation?
0: Not visitation, but there's, like, that- it's I don't know. It, it, there's a term for when like the prisons let like certain prisoners like spend some alone time with their significant others. It's I don't know. The private in- prison industry is a monster and a shame of our time. But yeah. the they anyway as they're doing this yeah, tour, like, you
1: think this is gonna be a princess in the pauper situation where he's like trying to seduce like her so he can get into power. But then again, this movie then this movie takes a hard turn it where just magic. where uh Tori opens a secret a door a secret door that leads to this like garden area where there is a magic tree that magic blooms tree. diamonds a diamond so tree. So this is another reason to burn the rich. They got <laughs> they keep they the magic diamond, diamond tree trees. to themselves, and she like. And, she gives... and meanwhile,
0: at the gala, they are talking about how there is a drought that is causing oh, yeah. the kingdom
1: to suffer. And but they, they got, got their di- diamonds. So also, there are fairies in here. There's some more, some more fairy slaves they that got just live here. Fairies.
0: So, like when we were watching this thing, as soon as the fairies popped up, I just audibly let out a big old, "Oh screw you, movie!" Because the fairies did not need to be there. The diamond tree was a stretch enough,
1: like. Yeah, and they can don't really chill. So they don't really explain what this tree is.
0: They don't explain what this tree is. They don't explain where it comes from. They don't explain like what, it, how it works, why it, like how it helps people. But apparently, the entire ecosystem of this kingdom, yeah, falls on this
1: single freaking tree. Because when the villain steals it later, like the all the plants. plants start dying. So like. So does this one tree control the entire ecosystem of, like, just this kingdom or just, like, the entire world?
0: Like- How does this work? How does this thing work? Like, Like, I know this is just meant to be, like, some stupid little MacGuffin that they add in to add
1: conflict, but at the same time, like- It's like, you could have just had conflict by just having, like, the characters go through the experience of living each other's lives. You didn't need this weird, like- Magical Magic tree that, like, will kill the Earth if you take- Why- Why Why not
0: make it- And, heck, you didn't even have to make it a tree. If you wanted to do the stupid MacGuffin thing, just make it, like, the crown jewels or something. Like, Like, that's, like, a special crown that, like, Tori's set to wear on her 18th birthday. Like, the merch possibilities for that are very easy to do.
1: But, like, anyway, while they're in here, uh, Kreider looks in and he sees the diamond tree, so now he knows about it. And then their aunt comes in and scolds them, though she thinks they're still disguised as each other, so she thinks, uh, and then Kira Tori just Tori. starts
0: telling off her aunt again, a woman who has raised her in her, mo- her dead mother's
1: stead. And because she's like, you aren't supposed to tell people who aren't royal family about the tree this very sacred tree to our family that apparently is the secret to all life Uh, in our kingdom yeah like
0: this aunt mvp of the movie Mm -hmm. god not enough appreciation for her but uh, so she anywho at this point they realized oh man that was so much fun we should all the while like all these scenes just end with the two of them just, like, running off giggling together. And it's just, like, I don't know. It just comes off as a little bit, like, eh. Like, I don't want to be too critical of, like, stereotypically teenage girl behavior. But it just seems a little bit, like, self-absorbed.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know. The protagonists are just kind of jerks in this movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. they do is, like, complain about, oh, it's so hard to be rich and famous. Yeah, and,
0: and I mean, to their credit, they actually do some... They, do
1: they try to... Yeah, but it's more like, it feels but that very feels rushed. Very... Yes. Yeah, and
0: it feels like very... The same type of thing that an actual rich person would do to address, like, their own personal foibles, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah,
1: so, um, they decide to go on and, like, spend a day in each other's lives, but before that, we get... The To Be a Princess yeah, song. Yeah,
0: so they... Of all the songs in Princess of the Popper that they wanted to redo, like, they chose the To Be a Princess song. The song that we both agreed was, like, the lamest song in that. Like, my personal thing was, like, uh, the Cat's Meow and the uh, I'm Just Like You. Then after that, there was, like, actually, no, the So Is This Love song was the lamest yeah, one.
1: Yeah, like, we don't remember that one. Yeah, but, like... I mean, I'm gonna say something. I actually kind of liked how they, like, remade this song for this, this movie.
0: That's true. They did it actually... It probably
1: one of the funner scenes in this movie. Yes,
0: I agree. I will say they actually managed to improve it, but I feel like with the material that they had, and they, if they had to only choose one song... I mean, don't don't get me wrong, the To Be a Princess thing, that's a pretty that's a pretty easy song to adapt in this. And I think, like... Because
1: yeah, this, we got To Be a Princess, and then we also have...
0: To Be a Pop, pop Star. Because they're,
1: like, sort of exchange, Which apparently seems to be the exact same way. Exact
0: same thing. Like, they talk about how, like, oh, you must be able to carry yourself with grace, and you need to be able to pose correctly and do this. And meanwhile, with the pop star, he's like, you need to be able to strike the pose for every single camera there. And it's just, like... So also, there's a
1: line that's like, "You have to love every fan, no matter how bizarre they are,"
0: and it's just like, "Hmm,
1: <laughs> do you though?
0: Is that what you really want to put out there, Mattel?" Okay,
1: it might—it's probably meant to be kind of like satirical. But...
0: Oh yeah, I know, but it's still at the same time, just like,
1: yeah, it's a—it's essentially the "How to Be Rich and Privileged" song.
0: Yep. Oh, God. It's it's especially, like... I mean, it's... I will... I don't know. Like, part of me wonders, like, what this would have been like if they did a version of, like, "Uh, I'm Just Like You, or, God, if they gave Seymour a version of How Could You Refuse, like, with his modern camp and, like...
1: See, I just wanted him to sing one of those Chippermunk songs. <laughs>
0: I also would have liked to see
1: that. I wanted to see what his show would have been that he would have tried to come back with. Oh my god, that's the So many missed opportunities. So many missed
0: opportunities movie. Oh my god. But so it turns out being a pop star is actually really fucking chill. And Mm -hmm. being a princess like they Yeah, you think
1: they'd like struggle, but it's more like, well, they have like some like shenanigans, but nothing too uh
0: like, not a problem. Yeah, like, while Kiara's being a princess, she's, like, she accidentally sneezes on, like, a duchess. She, like, accidentally she sinks a boat. Because she
1: clumsy. Yeah. She tripped at the Oscars.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, she's so relatable. Oh, oh, she's got pop rocks in her purse. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh she likes pizza. Oh. <laughs> wow. She's just like you. Yeah. I can't believe it. A woman with hobbies? What What? an individual.
0: Oh, I can't believe it. Actresses aren't supposed to have their own interior lives. I'm supposed to know everything about them. That's what People Magazine told me, but this girl... She's not like those other Hollywood actresses. She's relatable. So, anywho, honestly, Kira's tenure as princess doesn't seem a whole lot different from Tori because they both since seem Tori
1: doesn't really seem to care that much so.
0: about her responsibilities. Like, I mean, it's. I was expecting there to be, like, moments where, like, the aunt might suspect that she's an imposter, but, like, that never pops up, which is probably very indicative of, like, how effective Tori is at her own job.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anywho. So, meanwhile, at the show, I mean, there's not a whole lot else in terms of, Ki- like, Tori impersonating Kara aside— like, at the pop stars. Like, she's just signing off and she's learning choreography. And other than that, it's like... Doesn't
1: seem to ever really struggle with actually doing the job. No. But, and and they also decide to stay longer doing Mm -hmm. things.
0: And she gets to, like, and then she starts walking around her neighborhood, and she's never been to a certain poor neighborhood before, where she just runs into, like, two teenage girl fans. And it's just, like, and it's And she's like, wow, I've never gotten to walk around in the streets before. And it's like, okay, true. But also, what makes you think that a pop star is able to do this thing, like, every day? Even as, like, a tourist in a different country.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird that they would just let her just, like, walk off. Yeah, especially
0: since this is, like, a pair, like, she has a big, like, concert.
1: Yeah, but anyway, she meets these two girls, and they're talking about how they're big fans, and they want to go to the concert. And she's like, "Well, we got tomorrow night," and they're like, "Well, we can't afford it because everything is bad for the flood. They after the drought, drought. Uh, yeah, which is like that's the kind of thing. I'm like, oh, they gotta add a thing. Like, actually, it's a drought, so it's like it isn't just that people are poor; it's that things are especially bad now. Yeah,
0: Like, like natural, like natural disasters have caused like the economic conditions to worsen, and like. And they seem to get into the idea of, like...
1: And, and uh, Tori is like, I never knew the poor suffered before.
0: And it's just, like... I mean, and that's a beat I think that the original Princess and the Pauper was lacking, but I think... Yeah, but
1: even here, it's just, it's just kind of, like...
0: And it's just, like, wait. Like, in, like, a fantasy thing, I could understand that with the sort of harsh divides that feudalism encourages, but in... A modern story with cell phones and the internet? And you don't know about this? And you're going to become a monarch? Does it look
1: great? And, like, they solve it instantly because she calls Kira and she's like, Okay, we'll just make the final concert free. Yeah. Apparently that's something they can just do. No problem.
0: Yeah. The thing I like to imagine is that, like, instead... Uh, Tori bankrolls the concert and makes admission-free, which seems like a thing that a royal family would actually do, which is something I'm surprised they didn't just immediately do for something like this, but...
1: Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Also, what is Kira doing in this section? She's like, oh, she goes on a date with uh, Kenbo, who's in this Kenbo's
0: here, who's this...
1: Yeah! What?
0: How would you describe his presence in this movie?
1: Not very uh, felt. <laughs> He's just no, kind of there.
0: Like it's strange that Princess Charm School's Kenbo had like a more defined personality. Like at least with Kenbo they had that weird gimmick where they pretended to talk all regally as like a goof, but this one is It's
1: just is... his thing here. He knows nothing. He cares to know nothing. He is there. He is there to be himself. Yeah. And, and we love him for it, really.
0: Do we love him though? Is he, I don't know, like a rich Kembo one point zero has already set such a high standard for yeah, that Kenbo goodness.
1: You know, at least at least the Kenbos of our day are allowed to be fun and stupid. Except in the past when they were just kinda of bland most of the time.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Yeah, but uh Tori I mean Kira, as Tori, is spending time with Tori's little sisters, and they immediately figure out that she is not Tori.
0: Which, good. I'm glad they're not stupid. But aside from that, I was going to think about how, like... I don't know. This also felt like an opportunity for them to, like... For her to, like, realize, oh... Like, hey, guys, I'm not this... Like they could have given this opportunity where like the sisters realize, oh wow, this pop star also like struggles with things and and is like a person, and we should respect her humanity. But like, can they don't go into that. But and then yeah, she
1: just spends time with the sisters, and then she writes this. She just instantly writes the song that she wasn't able to write before. Yeah,
0: she was struggling with like getting an album because she had out. to go
1: back to her roots of playing.
0: White girl on acoustic guitar, yes. baby.
1: I will write love story again.
0: Yes, I shall Mario appeal to T. the. I shall appeal to the eighteen to twenty-five demographics.
1: So she writes this song, and also there are some like weird visuals where her and the little sisters are like in Flo- the sky and on flying the bed on kites and, and like yeah, jumping it's on music
0: a, notes. It's, it's, like we said, they this is a movie that felt very tailor-made for, like, the new YouTube landscape that had emerged by the 2012s. Where, like, this is a movie that I remember having, like, a lot of these individual songs just uploaded onto the official Barbie channels. And it's just, like, it. it's, like, I don't know. It feels like a lot of these songs were tailor-made to, like, account for that sort of stuff. Yeah. But... But yeah, anywho, it's the night of the concert, and,
1: and uh, they, they have to go switch. Ter- Tori can't leave because the aunt locks her in her room because she hasn't written her speech. That and it's expecting. just like,
0: and that feels a little bit advanced, like a little bit too far with the aunt, but at the same time...
1: Like, why doesn't she just like not come up with something? Yeah, like,
0: you're ta- you're telling... Ta- like, you are you're, you've done press conferences before, it was part of the To Be a Pop Star song, you could, you're telling me you can't make something up on the fly, you're telling me you're not used to, like, doing a PR thing as a pop star, like, just, like, hire. like, also, I don't want to put too much blame on Ant here, but, like, Ant, you know that, like, Your uh, niece is kind of a screw-up in this regard. You're telling me you don't have, like, a damage control team that's ready to, like, have a, like, speech pre-written for her? That feels like politics 101 in terms of magical kingdoms, but...
1: Well, (sighs) either way, she is stuck and as This is going on... Oh, my God, okay,
0: I don't... Not to interrupt you too much, but the, uh... I would have loved the idea, like, what if... Like, she was given these pre-written speeches. But Tori was like, none of these things feel true to me. And to which the can reply, but you've spent the past weeks trying to come up with the speech and you haven't given us anything.
1: But Henry, that would come off as too close to an actual character arc.
0: You're right. How foolish are we?
1: Yeah. Anyway, this stuff's going on with, a Tor- with a Kira being second. Tori is in a bad situation because everyone in the concert is waiting for Kira to come out, but...
0: And because they haven't been able to switch, like, Kira, like, Tori's going to have to perform as Kira, and she's, like, getting some stage fright, which and... is something they kind of, like, hearkened to before, but...
1: And hmm. as this is going on, Kreider, who has uh, already cut ties with the shady record yes. deal guy... <laughs> Is going to go and steal the diamond plant so he mm-hmm. can fund his uh comeback concert or whatever.
0: Yeah, which why why do you need to be famous if you have a literal diamond tree? Like, I feel like
1: it's for pride for him. You know, you know, he probably is already kind of rich. He just, you know, he wants to be more. He wants rich, to be so in the limelight again. Yeah, that's fair. But. So he goes with his, his sidekick Rupert to steal you know, he should have his, just his got... lover Rupert to go steal the, <laughs> the you know tree. What?
0: He should have just gone on the Kickstarter route, like pulled those nostalgia points being like, hi, I'm Seymour. You might remember me on my tenure, but I have an exciting new streaming platform idea for you. It's called MonkFlix. Where you can see the best family entertainment all in one. Only
1: 90s kids remember the Chipmunk show. (laughs)
0: Like, could have totally pulled a Butch Hartman on us. (laughs) Anyhow. See
1: this? This is Seymour Kreider now. Feel old yet?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, eventually Tori has to go out on stage. And she's real nervous at first. And
1: and then she runs off and grabs a guitar, and then she comes back and she's able to sing the song. Yeah, and
0: she starts like just doing an acoustic cover of her initial song, and that's cool. And then she starts doing the full song, and like it's regular thing. And And we
1: did mention before, but these backup dancers gotta have most of the weirdest, like stiff white people dancing. Okay, (laughs) yes,
0: like. It's very straight. I mean, it feels very authentic to some of, like, the actual sort of choreography you would see in a pop concert. Like, I will say this, the direction of the actual concerts, like, you do get the impression that, like, the animators who have done this have had to, like, do those types of music videos and, like, camera work before. Like, you got the pop zooms, you got, like, the sort of, like, handheld cams, you got, like, the, like it does actually look like a concert, so I guess credit to them for, like, authentically directing that scenes, but aside from that, um, eventually, like, she performs the song, it's good, yeah, and then meanwhile, like, the, the dog discovers the secret, helps uh, Kira discover the secret door, and they end up Going out to go foil Seymour
1: yeah, and then at some point uh, Tori ends the song and she goes and they get on the carriage and also Kenbo is there and he does not know what is going on he does
0: not know what's going on. because he like
1: tries to like talk to like because Tori has changed back her hair at this point and he's trying to like talk to her about the date she went on and she's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Which
0: makes him want her more, which is, like, a little, like, huh.
1: But, so, they end up reconvening, and... Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention the shenanigans with, uh, Kreider and Rupert trying to get in, because... When they find this, spe- because they know where the special door is, but they're trying to open it, which I thought, like, this is going to be another, like, only those of the royal blood can open this the door. must have
0: the blood quantum fulfilled. But no, they just,
1: it was just a push button. It was a push, push
0: st- button instead of a pull. Yeah, because he was just, like, starting off with, like, a crowbar and then ramming it, and he does, like, a jump kick onto it, and then and he grabs he, an axe to try and hit it, yeah, but it she- almost
1: takes Kreider's head off. <laughs> jump-
0: <laughs> and... That I like it.
1: I And they make it into the area, and they hairspray the fairies, and they are able to get the tree, which, as we've established, uh, starts just killing everything for some reason.
0: <laughs> for some reason. It's just like... It's... It's... I don't know what's worse. The magic lady determining your entire ecosystem, or a royal family looking over, like, a tree...
1: You know, you think, like, maybe some corrupt rulers have used that in the past. Like, they can just, like, unplant the tree to cause, like, a famine and use that to manipulate the public.
0: Yes, like, it's, it's near the line, it's near a time when there's a point of transition in the government. Maybe, like... Maybe that's
1: a... how they made a monarchy in the first place. They were like, if only you give me complete power, then the drought will go away. But it's just they had the tree and so like when they got power they just replanted the tree so like they ascended to godhood you know among the populace that's okay you just know
0: that like 500 years before this movie that's how the kingdom was established
1: yeah
0: oh my god oh my god this i don't know what it is about the usage of monarchy in these movies but like i something about combining a monarchy with a modern like setting with, like, modern technology and modern, like, ideologies, ideally. uh, It's almost as if monarchies are a fundamentally incompatible and outdated mode of government when it comes to a modern civilized society.
1: But but they gotta have the pretty princesses, okay? That's the brand. They gotta have the brand. No one wants to see... President Barbie and the other President Barbie. Well, I'd like to see that, but Mattel. Okay,
0: sure. don't get me wrong. The West Wing, as a piece of media, <laughs> is something that, like...
1: Barbie presents the West Wing.
0: I mean, we've already seen, like, Veep, and that's a bit reductionist to be, like, a Barbie version of Veep, but, like, it could be done, and that could be pretty great you think
1: they'll have a dramatic barbie assassination attempt
0: i i don't even know how to respond to that (laughs) the so but yeah they're running away with the tree and oh the two pop stars they they're at they're both at the entrance and they're looking back and they look the same because they have the same hair
1: and then kenbo is like wait which one of you am i into (laughs) (laughs)
0: which i mean good sign but like but they do this weird like they fire off their magic rounds to like each other to make them transform and it's like
1: yeah okay you think krydra at some point would have some like uh,
0: leverage over or some
1: like room for a villain monologue because kira doesn't seem that like uh surprised that her manager turned out to be like evil.
0: Yeah, like it's it it's one of those things where you're under the impression that they could have gone somewhere with something like this, but eh. again, if they feels... can
1: only remember so many plot points in these movies, okay. these writers. But uh. um so they end up chasing him. Well, what's funny is that he gets in the horse carriage and while Kira's trying to like wrangle the reins away from him Tori gets in a limousine. A
0: limousine and drives on the other circular path towards them on this big old roundabout and it looks like she's about to ram the horse and that's just like um is that horse gonna be okay? But yeah so they end up uh instead like the horse he falls out of the carriage and he just starts running off with the plant and instead of driving after him they're chasing him on foot and he's just like so long suckers this is where i jump and he jumps off the cliff
1: and then he like he has like Flaps on he his has jacket, a wing suit. like he, yeah, a like he's an extreme Clint that he just has never established. He just has this right now. He <laughs> like, just has a flight suit, and he just goes flying. Oh, wh- <laughs> he is flying away with this plant, and so like this is kind of like where the movie just kind of like okay, where- I see, I see, this is how it is. <laughs> Like, I
0: I don't want to accuse the writers of being, like, on a deadline. They're just like, oh, crap. They expect this draft to be done in two hours. How do we end this thing? Uh, wingsuit happens. And, uh, they decide to transform it into a dress and a wig. And so they transform it to a dress and a wig and he falls down the cliff. But
1: Well, he doesn't fall. He, like, floats on the dress. He floats because of the parachute skirt. And he like drops the plant he into drops the <laughs> river, and the plant is gone now. So that's the plant's issue. dead. But it is kind of like, ooh, how funny a man in a Jurassic type thing. You know, it's like,
0: As- I also the like <laughs> they pull the thing where they just give him a big old parachute dress, and he's just like. Floating yeah, he down, just, he just
1: floats out of this movie,
0: and ends up being hung by the dress on a tower, and presumably to be arrested. You for think like... he'd
1: like get put into some sort of humiliating a uh, chick chipmunk related uh, karma? Yes, but that doesn't happen for some like, reason. Like, why not
0: make that the outfit? Make it a flying squirrel outfit. <gasps> That could have been... Instead of, like, the wingsuit... Yeah. That... He could have been a flying squirrel, and he says, I always have had this same just for the occasion. Like, you would think... Like, I would definitely believe that this is a guy obsessed enough with his past that he would have a chipmunk suit under his clothes at all times, just ready to, like...
1: Like, they could have just made this so much funner if they actually leaned into things. Yeah. But... uh, Yes,
0: but... Yeah,
1: so he's defeated, and then they're, like... Wow, the plant is gone. What do we do? And they're like, oh, those uh, diamonds we took out from it earlier yeah, are Yeah, we never seeds. mentioned the
0: fact that the fairies, when they first see the diamond tree, they give them little diamond seeds, which I guess is a fucking thing this tree gives them. Yeah, so. But that's not. The tree not- has
1: infinite diamonds, or apparently, if you plant the diamonds, it creates a new tree. So that problem is solved pretty much instantly. Yeah. So it's kind of like, eh, who's the point? Nope. But- yep. They replant the tree, everything's okay. And they do Tory one... Tori goes to the concert, and then they do songs together. Yeah, but
0: not before, like, during the song, he says, like, this song is dedicated to my honorary sisters, and it's just like, oh, okay, so you're just, like, ingratiating yourself into this family unit, huh? That is A-okay. And talking about how, like, now we're best friends, and it's just like... I don't know that whole fantasy of becoming best friends with your favorite pop star. That is just it's it.
1: usually, yeah. Hmm.
0: That's a type of fantasy that gives me the heebies and the jeebies.
1: It's okay. She's rich and she's also rich and famous, so yes. it's okay. Yeah. But yeah. um, so they do some songs. Then they do some more songs. Pretty much the rest of this movie is just songs. Also, we learned from a montage that uh, Tori finally gives her speech and she is going to set up a social services program for uh, the poor people. So, Which,
0: that actually took us aback, because this is actually the first time any one of these freaking movies actually acknowledge, like, oh, hey, I have this power to actually overtly help my people through government policies, and it's just like... You know what oh. else
1: would help the people a democratically elected government
0: and or just
1: giving them some of your infinite diamonds <laughs> redistributing some of that wealth maybe
0: maybe but i mean it, con- compared to all these other movies it's almost radical
1: that they even acknowledge it and like yeah, have a like, solution to it a
0: little bit concerning and Hopefully,
1: one of these movies will be woke one day.
0: Oh, one, one of these day. Days.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. When
1: we're talking about the president. I'm surprised they haven't done some kind of like Barbie as the president thing to like coincide with an election year. You
0: something. would think that feels like very ripe. Like, oh my god, as poor taste as it would have been on that year. If they did that in 2016, that would have been.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> but I mean. Yeah, they get some new outfits. Barbie gets, like, a pink hair wig, so it's, like...
0: Cool. I guess,
1: are they a double act now? I don't know. Is like, she just a part... Who knows? What is, who cares? Who ca- yeah. So Movie's that's over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... What'd you think?
1: I mean, I thought it was okay. Like I said, there was some, like, fun sequences in here. Yes. Like, it, it felt... It didn't feel as, like, you know, like, uh, it doesn't seem like these writers really went to write this movie type thing as this one. Like, it felt like there was more, like, conscious effort to, like, make something good. Mm-hmm. But, of course, like, it's always just going to pale in comparison to, like, the original. Yeah. And it's, and like, I mean, it's, I guess it's different enough from Princess and the Pop yeah. where It doesn't really feel like it. But... I get
0: the impression that... When they wanted to make this movie, they realized they wanted to make this movie without Princess and the Popper in mind. Like they wanted the idea, oh, what, what's big right now? Princesses, pop stars. What if we did like a switcheroo story? And then they realized, oh, crap. If we make this movie, we do have to pay some lip service to Princess Look, and the Popper. If-
1: Frozen has taught us anything. The one thing better than having one pretty princess in your movie is to have two of them. That's marketing yeah. gold. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, pretty much a lot of these movies have, like, facilitated, like, some type of, like, pair of princess, like Princess and the Popper, Diamond Castle. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what was the other? Like, Mermadia. That mm-hmm. was another big one. Like, it's it's a pretty common formula. But yeah, I don't know. I think that this, I think that, like I said, this is probably, like, the most solid, like, post-A Christmas Carol movie that we've seen Yeah. in this canon, which there's a lot about this movie that, like, really annoys me. Like, it still annoys me that they have, like, these weird magic things. Because, like, Princess and the Pauper was able to, like, have a good story without incorporating some like magical MacGuffin like you yeah. can like you well, can just have the conflict without
1: I feel like the magic stuff is annoying when it's like essentially just exclusively used for sparkly costume changes and exactly
0: yeah like at least with like Fairytopia, as much as the magic system is also kind of dumb it at least has a concrete effect on how the world works yeah and meanwhile this is just like a thing just to be like Tossed on, like, another accessory.
1: But, yeah. So, what's your official rating?
0: My official rating? Ooh, I get to go first. I mean, I don't want to be too charitable, but I do kind of want to give this, uh, three, uh, magic microphones out of five.
1: I give this two and three quarters of a sparkly pink death note. (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've, um
0: oh, oh man
1: had yeah. some good stuff had some not good stuff quite the greatest hole to not, be honest yeah could have been way better than it could have been way
0: better but
1: yeah
0: i, I mean it, it might be like easy for us to say that when we're not in the situations putting these writers but at the same time it does make you kind of want to try god one of these days we're just gonna have to sit down and pump out a barbie screenplay
1: we got so many ideas. We got
0: so many ideas.
1: Okay. So what's what's next on the, the agenda? The next
0: movie in the canon is going to be uh, a <laughs> oh boy, Barbie and the Pink Shoes. So just going to keep on going with that. Commercialization thing. Oh,
1: I've heard about this one. I actually think this is the return of like the one of the original directors, like the Prince, the Nutcracker director.
0: Uh, let's see. I've heard
1: this one's got sort of like almost like a homage to the older Barbie movies. Oh, because it's got like a ballet kind of aesthetic it, to it.
0: Interesting.
1: Because it's got like the, oh
0: wow yeah we got Owen Hurley coming back for one. Who this is, like right.
1: some of like the original directors. Also, he also directed a perfect Christmas. Interesting. Interesting. So I've heard this movie has kind of intrigued me. I I don't really know much about the plot. Neither of it, do but it, I. At least from on the outside, it seems like it's kind of like a throwback to sort of like the style of the earlier. And I feel like, like this like ballet dance type thing.
0: And I feel like there is a place for that. Like I feel like if Mattel was going to keep on releasing like two of these things a year, like they have... Been until 2017, I believe. That's mm-hmm. when they, I think, like something that definitely would help is like if you release something more modern and then contrast that with something that's a bit more traditional fairy tale, like having that little bit of balances yeah. can go a long way with a lot of this stuff. And I feel like this is starting to be the stage, like by 2012, like this, I mean, granted, they're going to be like pretty young at this point but this ends up being about the time when that if they were to keep on releasing these movies like having a more modern story contrasted with something more traditional would be good because by 2012 like you were starting to get some of that early barbie nostalgia and some of these girls who grew up on barbie were starting to have kids of their own it is interesting now like like both you and i we are kids that like Like, we're starting to grow up when these movies were first popping up. Like, uh, when the first movie popped up, I was five, you were, like... Uh,
1: 2001? Oh, yeah, Yeah, you were a baby. Yeah, I was... You are a baby.
0: But, like, (laughs) again, we still, like, grew up with these movies. And now Mm -hmm. we are, like, in that generation where some of us are having kids now. So, I'm very interested in seeing, like, if parents in our generation are, like showing these movies to like their kids because i feel like these are movies that like do hold a special place in a lot of people's hearts like there's a reason why like these movies have stuck out and there's still like like a group of people that will still watch them so
1: it's like yeah, i'm just kind of i'm interested in seeing what this movie is going to be like
0: exactly yeah so uh until then Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pink Isle. Uh, yep. We hope you enjoyed This it.
1: endless Barbie void. This we just endless Barbie void, keep void that... Keep on swirling around. We in. just went on a lot of different
0: tangents on yeah. this one,
1: but... We do need to make an episode that's just, like, our ideas for Barbie movie scripts. We
0: really do. You know, if you want to do something like that, uh, feel free to do a couple of things to support the show, like rating us on your podcast platform of choice, uh giving us a nice review or just even leaving stars uh, you could follow our Twitter at pink owl pod uh, where we post latest updates and you are will be able to hear the first time when our episodes are going up or uh, if you want to support the show even further and let us do like little special things like those bonus episodes or and that's... hopefully
1: do a uh... Bibble fan fiction reading. I
0: still need to get on that. Like, I promised we it. We
1: got some good stuff. Oh, there's
0: good stuff. You need to send me more of those links and I will get there's to There's only record. so many
1: on Archive of Our Own, but I feel like if I oh. dug at other sites, I could find some Oh, I'm
0: sure you can. I believe in you, Emma. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you You are right. We didn't look at, like, the Uh fanfiction.nets for, like, Diamond Castle. I feel like if
1: you, like, scour, there'll be, like, an obscure Tumblr blog.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Oh, God. Oh, Wattpad. That'll...
0: (laughs) Oh, I know what I'm doing with my evening now. So, I think with that, uh, thank you so much for supporting our work. But before that, Emma... You done do the writing. Yeah,
1: I work for The Shield at USI. Yeah. You can read my stuff if you want to. I Please read okay. her stuff.
0: She's great. Support her. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
1: And support Henry, too. He's really good at the stuff he does. The
0: stuff I done do on the internet. And yes. you can see the stuff I done do on the internet by following me on Twitter at Catherine Henry on my Tumblr, which keeps a pretty nice portfolio of everything I do, Uh, henrykathman.tumblr.com and patreon.com slash henrykathman, where hopefully some of those aforementioned uh, Bibble fan picks will be up. And also, (laughs) uh, when we're recording this, I am the designer for a uh, RPG. I also do tabletop RPG stuff alongside all the— as if I don't do enough projects (laughs) here— on the internet
1: it's never ending Really, it's
0: never ending for me it's it's ridiculous honestly but i designed a tabletop rpg based off of the cartoon network series infinity train it is a powered by the apocalypse system complete with character sheets uh a full rule book and adventure table plates if that is something that you are interested in check out the patreon where you will be able to see all of those items in uh The current plan is that I'm going to be releasing this for free, so please. This is. I doubt the intersection for Infinity Training and and tabletop RPG fans is big for Barbie, but give it a look. Anywho, uh, aside from that, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm just feeling like very pumped with this episode. Like, I just feel very energetic. Yeah. But I think.
1: Almost makes you want to buy some Barbie accessories. Mm, yes. Like the special friendship necklaces.
0: Or the special friendship death note.
1: Yes. Ah. So you write your friend's name in it, too.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know how to end this one off, so... Until next time, remember... Be able to look for the special diamond trees and being a pop star is super hard
1: yeah it really sucks to be rich
0: yep oh man just tonight and you if you have the time just think of some rich person Keep, th- them Keep them in your heart. Keep him in your heart. Because they're Cause suffering every you day. You just know with that. With the
1: weight of their responsibilities. Mm-hmm.
0: It must be so hard to be able to hoard all that wealth and resources. See,
1: Elon Musk, you may think he's happy, but all he really wants to be is a sovereign leader.
0: You know, I bet he would like these movies.
1: Oh, yeah. You know he's going to be crowning himself the supreme ruler of Mars one day.
0: Move. But until then, we'll see you next time!